Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And this is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and make your dreams come true. And today we are talking about dreams and making them come true with Walt Disney World. My guests are Jeremy and Rhonda Stein. They are the hosts of the podcast, Main Street Magic, along with their two girls, They have visited Disney World consecutively every month for over five years. The ultimate goal of their podcast is to provide honest and unbiased information on their favorite place in the world, Walt Disney World. Their podcast was voted one of the best podcasts talking about Disney World. Jeremy hosts, uh, with two other co-hosts, another podcast called Theme Park Shuffle, where one of their favorite activities um, includes challenging its viewers to design a random theme park competition. Jeremy and Rhonda Stein are hosting their Main Street 16 event, where they created for their viewers to partake in. The event is attending all four different parks in Disney World and riding on all four specific park rides in an entire day. So today we're going to talk about the magic that Main Street offers, the latest news. We'll talk about the reviews of millions of viewers and the magic behind Disney World. Welcome, Jeremy and Rhonda. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're two are pros because you have your own podcast on this. So question out of the box. What is this magic that keeps people flocking to Disney World and spending a lot of money? There's no bargains here. So what's the magic? I think the major magic is like being a kid and you don't like have to be a grown up there. And it's fun and just it's it's just magical. Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere else in the world like Walt Disney world specifically, you know, there certainly are other Disney theme parks and uh, a lot of other theme parks around the the world. And I know Walt Disney world just has everything in one location. Um, Like Rhonda said, I mean, it's, you know, where, where adults can be kids again, kids can be kids, you know, families go on reunions. Um, There's, there's just nothing like it. There's areas there that, you know, you can, you can go to Epcot and visit, you know, countries around the world and you can go to magic kingdom and, and see a, you know, Princess Castle, or you can go to Animal Kingdom and ride on a safari as though you're out in Africa. So I think it's having this centralized location. Um, and what I think truly sets Walt Disney World above most other places that you'll visit is its cast members. Um, they're the most magical uh, the thing, I think, almost that happens at Disney World uh, and Disney parks across the entire world. Um, there's just nothing like the cast members and the service that you you get and and the friendships and stuff that you're going to build and um all in one place basically yeah it's pretty amazing and we were talking you know off air about how it's it's an expensive trip all of it and people are spending a lot but and they do it because they get so much from it yeah yeah we've actually uh we did an episode um that was called the cost of a vacation and we we did one back uh actually pre-covid era. And then we did one uh, most recently last year where we broke down basically 10 destinations throughout the United States okay. um, and what their costs were. So for example, going to a Broadway show in New York, uh, mm-hmm. going to Vegas, going skiing in Colorado. And what we did is we took the cost of meal, of your resort, of what it costs to do that activity. And we broke it down by hour. And in the end, because you go to something like a Broadway show, which only lasts a small you know, window right. of hours. It might be three right. hours long. Right. But you go to a Disney park for just, say, 10 hours in a day. Disney actually is one of the cheapest places to vacation if you break it down on the value you get per hour. Um, so so you know, looking above just that price tag, that overall price tag, if you really break it down for what you get out of it, it I mean, it's, it's not as expensive as you think. Right. You know, go, go to a, go to a football game and, and buy a beer and a hot dog. Yeah. You won't yeah. believe how much it costs. So right. now that's, if you don't buy a lot of things, right. We're talking yes. about just admission going in and seeing yes. all the parts. 
Correct. You start buying food and you buy trinkets and you buy extra rides and things that's different. Now, are all the rides included too? I mean, when you go to the theme parks? Yeah. So a a lot of changes that, and, and, you know, I mean, with COVID happening and the pandemic happening, it was an opportunity for Disney to make a lot of changes that I think they had planned, but they didn't really have a reason to pull the trigger. Um, one of those things now they went from having basically a free fast pass system, which allowed you, you know, preferred access to rides, a certain number. And that was included in your park ticket to a paid system. Um, now you can still ride everything for free. You're just going to wait in a longer standby line as opposed to purchasing their new genie plus or their individual lightning lane offerings, which is kind of a pay to ride quicker system. Um, so that's another thing when you look at, at budgeting in, you know, one, our major goal with the podcast is to really help people save money through mm-hmm. tips and tricks and have a better trip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's so, what we've really tried to set up. So what you're saying is you can still get the fast pass, but you're paying more for it now. Correct. Yes. You're just, it's just in a different form is what you're saying. Yes, it is. And, and every other theme park in the world has paid fast pass systems. Disney is about the last one to initiate it. Um, so it, it, it's not like it's something that's new to the theme park industry. Right. But it, it may be worth it if you don't like to wait in lines. Yes. Right? Correct. Completely. Absolutely. Right. So you certainly advocate it. Um, right. And so when people go, um, they should plan their trip, of course, way ahead, right? You don't yes. want to just walk into the park. Am I correct? That um, is correct. That is. And unfortunately you can't anymore. Uh, You do have to have reservations. Yes. You have to, um, prior to when you have your ticket, you have to go in and you do have to make a reservation and say what park you're going to and hope that your park isn't quote unquote sold out for the day. Now, the way around it is if you do have a park that's sold out and you do have a park hopper and you could go, let's say, to Epcot because it's not sold out. After 2 p.m., you are allowed to park, hop over to, let's say, Magic Kingdom if it was sold out. And you're like, well, crap, I can't get in there. Okay, well, we'll go to Epcot. And then after 2, you can. So the days of literally just showing up and going are way in the past, Is which is sad. But that is where I think we come in. And it's so helpful to people. And I just... We just love to help people. So, and and I think the number one question that I'm going to ask you that I'm, I bet is your top question: When is the best time of year to go to Disney World? <laughs> That's it's such an interesting question. Now, um, again, as and I know, I keep bringing up the pandemic, but just so much has changed. You know, um, pre-pandemic, there were definitely certain times of year that you could guarantee were slower. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coming out of it, there's still, I think there's still, we're witnessing a surge, especially overseas, of people that are finally taking those trips that got canceled, you know, during the years of lockdown and pandemic and all. And so it's still hard to tell exactly. Um, We know a lot of times, you know, obviously the days you can stay away from are right now we're in the midst of spring break and it is a madhouse house down there. Um, you know, any major holidays, July 4th, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, you want to stay away. Um, a lot of times what you'll find is just before those major holidays or coming out of them are often the best times to go. So for example, the first week or two in December coming out of the big Thanksgiving rush, but before the Christmas rush tends to be a pretty good time to go. Um, Summer, surprisingly, can be a good time to go as far as crowd levels go, but the heat can be almost absolutely unbearable. So it's really dependent on you and your family and, you know, what you can kind of uh, Mm -hmm. take as far as heat goes. Um, Shockingly, we've always found that Mother's Day weekend Mm -hmm. is a really good weekend to go. Mm -hmm. Um, We we tend to think, and we'll see if it changes this year, but in the past we've always gone. Yeah. We think maybe it's because moms don't want to spend Mother's Day chasing their kids around a park. <laughs> and, you know, it, it tends to be um, that with our demographic is usually about 35 to 45 year old female is our demographic. They tend to be the planners of these trips. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just the reason, but 
Um, I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we've always gone Mother's Day and it's it's been pretty good. So uh, there are some wonderful crowd calendars out there. Um, there's a site that we love and, and kind of partner with in ways called touringplans.com. And they have crowd calendars that's all data driven. Um, so it's based on previous years. It's based on what ticket sales look like, what it looks like, you know, how, what capacity or resorts at. And then they'll actually be able to give you levels of what they expect for crowds on any given date, basically for the next year. So we recommend using a tool like that. Um, and what, what is that again, Jeremy? State that again. Touring, touringplans.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. Also, what is the name of your podcast so our listeners can tune in to you as well? Main Street Magic. And you can search for us on any of the, the podcatchers. Basically, we're all over iTunes and Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, uh, anywhere pretty much you can find podcasts. You should be able to find Main Street Magic. And you've been on the air for five years, over five years. Yeah. Yeah. Five and a half years. This will be uh, August will be six years this year. Over, over 550 episodes now. So is there anything that's kind of new? I mean, you, you've, you've, you've seen it all and done it all. Anything that you want to share that's maybe a sneak preview to something? or? Something? Yeah, I mean, you know, just, just last week, uh, the latest ride opened. Tron Light Cycle Run opened over at Magic Kingdom. Um, so, so that is new. Uh, even just last week we went. There's a brand new barbecue restaurant called uh, Roundup Rodeo over in Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studio. Uh, that was brand new. Um, we're still actually seeing some reopenings of restaurants and reimagined restaurants coming out of COVID. Uh, there's one called Narcoosie's at the Grand Floridian Resort that we're going to be actually dining at in about two weeks for our anniversary. Um, so surprisingly enough, there's we haven't run out of content <laughs> because there's something's always new or something's changing. You know, um, yeah. there could be an opportunity where we could even say, you know what, today we're going to go and just say, try and ride every roller coaster. And how do we manage that? You know, do you buy the genie plus and, and use that? So it's, you know, it, it, there's always something happening. And then, um, a lot of our episodes too, are kind of a little bit more evergreen things where, you know, we don't necessarily have to be in the parks or reviewing something in the parks. We just did a bunch of like, we did bracket challenges based around March madness, where we took the 32 highest rated bars and lounges on property and put them in a March madness style bracket. And then we had a guest on and the three of us voted who would advance each round. till we came down to a, a winner, which is deemed the best bar and lounge. So, um, a lot of stuff like that. And we'll, and we'll still talk about Disney movies and soundtracks and, you know, anything yeah. else that, that Disney's doing. Um, so how luckily we've not run out of content. How did you get into this? How did this all start? Oh, wow. This was all Jeremy. Um, his brother was, well, he was with his brother and um, doing you could probably tell this story better than I can. Yeah, I mean, I had, um, <laughs> of course, you, you know my brother, Alan Stein Jr., um, who, who introduced us to each other. Uh, I had been producing podcasts for Alan dating back probably over a decade um, when he was in the basketball space. Uh, he's now moved on. He's a keynote speaker. And uh, so I, I knew the podcast production side. I had never done a podcast. Um, we became annual pass holders oh, eight eight years ago now, I believe. I believe so. um, and we were going to the parks so often that people would start just asking us like, Hey, I'm going to Disney. What do you suggest? What do I do? Where do I stay? Where do I eat? And, and also we'd be in line and we'd mm -hmm. hear somebody saying something and not know. And we'd like kind of turn around and talk to them and they'd be like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, why don't we just basically record these conversations and these you know, things that we're telling friends and see if it becomes something. Um, and, and so that was really how it, it started. And then it was, you know, doing the, we've, we've done, there was only a short period of time that we only did one show a week, but we've pretty much done two shows a week for, for over five years. Um, and then around that we've built, you know, a social media community. Uh, we have a very engaged Facebook group, um, that people can come and they can ask questions there. And it, it, it became, now, where if somebody says something like, you know, where do you recommend I stay? We'll give them an answer, but we can also refer them to an episode and suggest that they listen to it or invite them to our Facebook group or, you know, Twitter or Instagram or wherever it may be. Right. Um, All right. So, so that was the whole reason. 
It's incredible. Before we take a break, just tell people how they can find you on Facebook and Twitter and all of your handles. And then we'll go to break and come back and talk more about the different the different parks and what's in them and what's amazing about them. Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at MainSTMagic. And then our website is MainSTMagic as well, uh, where you can, of course, listen to the show, subscribe, uh, check out some of our merchandise. Um, and some of the other things that we have going on. Thank you so much. It's just great. So I'm interviewing Jeremy and Rhonda Stein, who are the hosts of the podcast Main Street Magic. And along with their two girls, they have visited Disney World consecutively every month for over five years. And so that we're talking about the magic of Disney. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, several of the parks and learn more, learn more about the magic and um, what it really means for people and why people save to go and why people go from all over the world constantly and why this is such an amazing destination. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone. We are back. You were listening to the patricia raskin positive living show and today we're talking about the magic of disney world and it really does um, it, it does warrant an entire hour since our hosts have their own show just on this topic and have done over 500 episodes. My guests are Jeremy and Rhonda Stein. They're the hosts of the podcast Main Street Magic, along with their two girls. They visited Disney World consecutively every month for over five years. And the ultimate goal of their podcast is to provide honest and unbiased information on their favorite place in the world, which is Disney World. And their podcast was voted one of the best podcasts talking about Disney World. Welcome back, Jeremy and Rhonda. All right. Thank you. Tell us about Epcot and tell us about uh, some of the futuristic uh, rides, if you will, that we're going to see when we go there that really are going to point us to what we'll see in our lives in the next 20 years. Yeah, you know, uh, Epcot is is such an interesting park, and it's going through a, a big kind of refurbishment and resurgence right now. Where I mean, close to half the park is being completely redesigned uh, and redone, 
And uh, one of the, the newest things that's coming is a actual walkthrough water feature, which will be something that we haven't seen at Disney parks based on uh, the hit movie Moana um, that is supposed to have interactive water elements and nature. Um, so we're very interested to see what that's going to look like. That'll be opening later this year. Um, you know, Spaceship Earth, the, the main center as you walk in is the landmark of Epcot that takes you basically through the past um, and, and how we kind of got to this point. And then on the uh, other side is um, Cosmic Rewind, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy new roller coaster that came out that is using technologies, again, that we haven't really seen before. It's a fully rotating 360 degree indoor roller coaster. Uh, it's the first backward launch roller coaster that Disney has ever designed. It is absolutely incredible. It's probably probably our favorite ride. Um, but, but you know, Epcot, is it, Jeremy? I mean, that's not for everybody that may have balance issues or uh, yeah. So actually, Rhonda can Rhonda can speak a little bit about that because Rhonda does have some motion sickness issues um, that she has to combat when we go to the park. So she can actually speak a little bit about what she does as, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I actually wear um, what's called a scopolamine patch behind my ear, which is a prescription-based um, patch to keep me from getting sick. And most of the time I do have to wear it at Universal because there's a lot of 3D things involved. So like Epcot also has Ratatouille the ride and based on that movie. And it's super cute, but there's so much 3D that if I don't have my scopolamine patch on, I can't watch. I just close my eyes basically um so with cosmic rewind yeah i mean there is a height requirement and not everybody can ride it but i actually for research purposes did ride it without my patch and i was fine uh, i think it's a lot of fun but i can see where sometimes somebody might get a little bit um yeah. but again i'm fine so yeah are, are there any rides, Jeremy and Rhonda, that like show you where we're going to be in the next 20 years? Like the one I went on 20 years ago? That you yeah. Know? So, so yeah, Horizons, um, which we're, we're, Ron and I are trying to figure out if either one of us had ridden Horizons. Uh, it's possible that I did when I went for my first time in 1986. So Horizons uh, opened uh, not long after Epcot actually opened, but it shut down um, around 1999. Um, it, it's weird because... Epcot is still fully embracing um, cultures of around the world with the World Showcase. Yeah. But where the other park and the newer rides have started, to, or, or the front of the park and the newer rides have started to come in, it's almost as though they've taken a slight step back from that futuristic where we're headed approach that Epcot was originally built on, um, which I think is really too bad because I think that's one of the coolest things. You know, I mean, I, I, I'd love growing up as a kid and watching like the Jetsons. You know, and thinking, are we going to be in flying cars in 20 years? Like, is this where we're headed? And yeah. so while it has taken a slight step back from that, I think they are making uh, major progression in the technologies that we're going to see um, coming up with, you know, future rides, attractions. Again, this Moana walkthrough water attraction is is going to, you know, use technologies and interactivity that we haven't seen before. Mm. Um, also, they were working on and and. A lot of things have been pushed aside due to budgeting and, and due to, you know, different things. Um, an entire play pavilion that was going to be a virtual reality interactive gaming center. Um, so they're still looking at things like that. But it seems that it's, there's been a step back, you know, from the here's what it'll look like in the year 3000 or something like right. that. Yeah, um, and I think that was my question. Like, do they show you, do they take you onto the moon? Do they take you into Mars? You know, that kind of thing. No, I mean the closest thing is is Mission Space, which actually replaced where Horizons was. Yeah. Um, basically, puts you in a space shuttle and is a motion simulator that shows you. It used to actually go to Mars, and then they redid the entire ride and the attraction, and now it basically takes you and orbits orbits um, planet Earth, and it points out different things that you're seeing. So there is still a little bit of that, but I feel like the overall educational. Um, you know, uh, perks and elements that Epcot originally had have started to go away. You know, you wouldn't think being being kind of Disney purist and, and, you know, living and breathing Disney, something like the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind doesn't fit within Epcot. Um, now, they found ways to make it fit by creating a story around it. 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm-hmm. and it makes sense the, with what they did because mm-hmm. Disney's Imagineers and storytelling is, is, you know, unbelievable. Um, but in general, you wouldn't think that same thing with Moana, you, you wouldn't see a place for Moana to be brought into Epcot, but they're going to write a story and Got tell it. a tale that you're going to go, Oh, okay. I get it. This is now the nature area of Epcot. Therefore Moana belongs. And what are some of the countries? Now, I know when I was there, there was Japan, and mm-hmm. uh, I think there was Morocco then, and yep. France, and China, and yep. America, yep. and I yeah, think- we also have uh, Canada, the United Kingdom, Mexico, um, the African outpost. That's not a fully fledged out country. Do they have um, Norway still? Norway? The Scandinavian? Norway? Yep. Yeah. And, and that's because that was their opportunity to bring- uh, probably their biggest hit ever, Frozen, into the parks mm-hmm. because Maelstrom, that used to be in Norway, the boat ride, was replaced by Frozen Ever After. So one of the other things that we're seeing is when you go back to the origins of, of Disney and you had, um, you know, they created Haunted Mansion, which was their own, you know, idea, Pirates of the Caribbean, things like that. Basically now, if they're building a new attraction or ride, it's going to include one of their IPs, their intellectual property. So it's going to be based off a movie or something that they've already made. They're not yeah. creating things that we we haven't seen before or telling new stories in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's basically turning everything into an IP, um, which a lot of, of Disney fandom doesn't like. Mm-hmm. I think we actually like it because, you know, here's the thing. When you if you walked into, for example, Maelstrom when it was there over in Norway, they're going to tell you a story, and but you're not going to connect with it the same way when you go in and you go, we took our kids to see Frozen in the theater when it first came out. We bought all the Frozen merchandise. We love Frozen, and now we get to experience it. So they're really creating, I think, this level of taking the, the movies, the soundtracks, the TV shows on Disney+, and they're putting them in the park so that you connect on a much broader level. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, so it is different because when I was there, as I said to you before, uh, after, before the break, um, twenty years ago, and I went to Horizons, right? Yeah. Um, I remember, and and it's so vivid in my mind because then we didn't have any of this technology, yeah. and or if they did, it was in the infancy. And so I remember seeing the space where people would talk to each other on cameras, like we're doing now, and I thought, oh, is that the way it's going to be? Really, isn't that amazing? And here we are. So that has that's been imprinted in me, but that was something I saw that was sort of a precursor of the way it's going to be, which is why I asked you about that. You know, are they are they still showing that? But you're saying no, they're doing more things that are current now and expanding on them. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And 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 they're yeah, they're trying to tell additional stories. You know, you certainly have some of the rides that are based off of movies that are more of a uh, cliff notes of that movie. But right. now we're seeing more where they're trying to expand the story and tell you more. Um, right. Cosmic Rewind, the new roller coaster being one of those. I'm sure this Moana water feature will, you know, expand yeah. the story of the movie as opposed to just retelling it. All right. So before we go to break, let me ask you a couple things about the park. Mm-hmm. Should you go to just one park? Can you just go to Epcot? Can you just go to Universal? Can you just go to the Magic Kingdom? Or should you go to all four? I mean, what, what's your opinion on all of that? Um, I would say definitely all four, if you really haven't been in a long time or ever. Um, but I think also, you know, if you have to pick one like magic kingdom with the castle, that would be my suggestion. I would. And then depending on two on your kids ages, um, if you have, you know, kids ages like mine, which are 13 and 15, then, you know, you maybe go to Hollywood studios where you have more stuff and rides and a more age appropriate slash where at magic kingdom, it's fun, but there's a lot of younger rides. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and that's, that's one of those things too, you know, and I think it's the reason that we've been able to keep going and do so many episodes is, you know, as Rana just mentioned, um, our, our family, let's just say we had never been with a 13 and a 15 year old is going to have to navigate very differently than a family that has a one and a three year old, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, a couple that's newly married and they decided to go to Disney world on their honeymoon. You know, as, as Rhonda mentioned, like magic kingdom is quintessential Disney. 
I think it is definitely gears much more towards the younger children. Um, Epcot will gear much more towards an adult um, type of trip. And then somewhere like Hollywood Studios or even Animal Kingdom is going to fit somewhere in the middle where maybe you have teenage kids. So a lot will depend on uh, your family structure, your group structure, and I have obviously your budget. But if you can squeeze all four parks in during your trip, we would highly recommend it. Um, the one thing we will say is if you are going to do all four parks, do two parks uh, day after day. Like if you're there for a week, do a park on Monday, do a park on Tuesday, take a break on Wednesday, relax at your resort, take the day off, then maybe do a park Thursday, do a park Friday. If you just go you know, all out day after day after day in the parks, you're going to wear your entire family out. And by day three or four, everyone's going to be complaining. Um, so you really do want those breaks. Right. And I have two more questions before the break. One sure. is about people who are older, seniors mm -hmm. who often go with their grandkids or they just go on their own. And the mm -hmm. other one is, do you have to really stay at the resort? Can you stay in other places or do you lose some of the effect? So those are two different questions. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, uh, another one is I think if you're, um, older and have grandchildren you're taking them again magic kingdom is really going to be the place to go i think that's going to be like i almost think of magic kingdom more like it says on the lego box was zero to 99 yeah. you know for age magic kingdom is kind of that zero to 99 where there's going to be something for every single person mm -hmm. to enjoy um i think animal kingdom is a really good one as well animal kingdom is one that uh, it's it's not really a full day park it's one you probably want to get park hopper for and maybe you go there in the morning and then after that 2 p.m., you go to Magic Kingdom or something and close out the night. Um, but there, there's still a lot to do uh, regardless of age throughout all of the parks. Um, as far as resorts go, I mean, Rhonda can answer a little bit on what it's like to stay on property compared to off. I think the number one thing that people are looking at is cost. Yes. And if you are looking at cost and just depending if you have a car, obviously all of this comes into play. But um, staying off property, you can save quite a bit of money. But, it, you know, if you don't have a car, you'll have to use an Uber or something to get because or the shuttles that they do have um, are very specific. And sometimes if you don't get the shuttle, then you would have to Uber back. Um, but I think staying on property, even if you try to stay at the absolute cheapest hotel that they have, is just is just fun and amazing because you do have the cast members. Um, they're always doing stuff, and it it's just it's just still Disney, and then the Disney buses, which can be a little much, but it's still fun, and it's it's still all part of it. It seems like so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that when we certainly do a lot of off-property research because, mm -hmm. you know, that a lot of our listeners, that is what they need. They really are on a budget. Um, you can also get larger rooms normally at, at much better Correct. cost off-property or, um, you know, suites with an entire kitchen or something like that. Um, but yeah, as Rhonda mentioned, I mean, the, the magic from the parks just spills over into the resorts as well. And there really is nothing like staying on property. I mean, I would suggest if it is a family's first time going or someone's first time going, yeah, as Rhonda said, even if you have to stay at the lower cost all-star resorts, mm -hmm. it is still well worth it. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you have a different theme at every single property. You can do everything from, yeah, staying almost like you're inside a Disney movie at all-star movies all the way up to Polynesian Village Resort where you feel like you're sitting on the beach in Hawaii, mm -hmm. you know, with tiki torches going and you mm -hmm. can see the fireworks over Cinderella castle sitting on the beach with a literally a hollowed out pineapple with a cocktail in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, again, there's just like, I mean, I get chills just talking about it because there really is nothing like it. I feel like the whole experience, oh. it's a whole immersive yeah. experience. All right, we're going to take yeah. a break. When we come back, okay. we're going to talk more to Jeremy and Rhonda Stein, who are the hosts of the podcast Main Street Magic. Uh, they have been to Disney World consecutively every month for over five years. Their podcast was voted one of the best on Disney World. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be back with much more with Rhonda and Jeremy talking more about Disney World, all the things you should see, and some great tips. And I'll also ask them what are the most frequently asked questions that they get from their listeners. So stay tuned. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. 
Voice America TRN. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back talking about the magic of Disney World with Jeremy and Rhonda Stein, who host the podcast Main Street Magic. With their two daughters, they visited Disney World consecutively every month for over five years. And their podcast was voted one of the best podcasts talking about Disney World. And they've done over 500 podcasts, so they really know their material. Welcome back, Jeremy and Rhonda. All right, what are the top questions that you keep getting asked over and over by your listeners? What do they want to know that you haven't answered already? Where where to stay is, yeah. is major. Um, I, right now? It is what is Genie Plus <laughs> is is probably the hardest question to navigate, and that is that paid fast pass system that they implemented uh, about a year and a half ago. You explain um, that sort of, yeah, yeah, yes, is is trying to explain to them because it is a system like, for example, it goes on sale midnight of the day that you're going to attend a park, so you can technically buy it through the My Disney Experience app on your phone starting at midnight. And then there's just different layers of when you can book a ride. You're basically booking a return time for one of the rides so that when you show up, you go through what they call a lightning lane, which bypasses the general longer standby line. Um, And then not only is there that, but each park also has what they call an individual lightning lane that you pay an even different cost for. So it's, it's trying to get people to understand that system. And, and I'll be honest with you, people ask us sometimes, and we'll go to answer. And then I'm like, hold on. I got to, I got to double think if I'm even right because of how confusing it can be. Is, um, it, is it a lot more Jeremy and Rhonda to do this, to do the, the sort of fast track, if you will. So the, the prices range. And is it worth it? Yeah. Here, here's, here's what I'll, I'll say. It is a, it is a tough system to use, but if you understand how to use it, and that's what we're going to try and help with, um, it works really, really well. And if it's working correctly. And if it's working day. correctly that day, yeah. Disney's Disney's IT isn't known to always be <laughs> fully functional. Um, it ranges per person per day from $19 to $35. Uh, okay. Currently during spring break right now, it is at the $35 mark. Then individual lightning lanes, those other added rides can range anywhere from about, I think, $12 up to $20. Okay. So it's another one of those things that you know, you need to budget. So you need to think, all right, um, we're going to the park. We're going to do four days. 
we need a budget possibly paying for this each day. Now, there are some strategies where you could not pay that cost and use the standby lines, but you're going to want to be there for park open or park close. You're going to want to know the best times during the day to do a certain ride. Um, like we would highly recommend using Genie Plus for both Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, but you might be able to get away with not purchasing it on the day that you visit Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Um, okay. And let's talk about those two kingdoms we haven't talked about yet, Universal yeah. and Animal Kingdom. Um, share some things about that that we need to know. We've talked about Epcot. We've talked about Magic Kingdom. Let's talk about the other two. Yeah. So um, Hollywood, Disney's Hollywood Studios is the third park that they had opened. Um, Animal Kingdom is the fourth park overall that actually is going to be celebrating its 25th anniversary mm -hmm. um, on April 22nd, which is not only Earth Day, but is also our wedding anniversary. <laughs> um, so we go to Disney every year uh, for our, our wedding anniversary. We'll be doing it again this year and we'll be visiting Animal Kingdom. Um, Hollywood Studios was originally MGM Studios and it was the park that you could kind of be inside of a movie mm -hmm. and it had an actual uh, production stage. Uh, that mm -hmm. they could film at. You got to see how things were animated. As it kind of has evolved into Hollywood Studios, I guess it's a little bit more of bringing the movies to you in a way, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, most recently, they opened Galaxy's Edge, which is an entire land based on the Star Wars franchise, where you can pilot the Millennium Falcon. You can uh, actually be um, arrested, I guess detained by the First Order, Mm -hmm. And you have to escape under the first order. Um, so it's kind of putting you in the movies in that sense. Yeah. Whereas it used to show you how the movie was made. It's now making you a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, you can explain Animal Kingdom uh, more so and, and kind of what offerings that has. Yeah. A lot of people um, think that Animal Kingdom is a big zoo. Is it? Um, it is not it, a zoo. It's not. That was their original marketing campaign, actually. was They, they, they did it like it was almost like just say a African word and it was called not a zoo. And that was their way of telling you that it is much more than a zoo, even though it has zoo like aspects to it. It does. Cause it has a lot of animals and you have a safari that you can go on and see oh. giraffes and, 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 and it is, it is very much, unfortunately like a zoo. If you really want to get down to the aspects it, of things. Is the safari similar to what a real safari would be like? I mean, is it, yes. 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 Now, now they're taking they're taking a collection of different areas around the world and putting them basically in one. So, yeah, yeah on a normal safari, but, but you're in a big safari Jeep. You have a tour guide that is pointing things out. Uh, wow. They're bringing in not only the wildlife, but plants and all from around the world that are, you know, specific to those locations. And they're not caged. No. So, like, there's been times where the truck has to stop because there is an animal on the roadway. Yeah. So, <clears throat> mm -hmm. oh, so if, it's if pretty you cool. can't afford a safari, then you may want to try Disney World. And, right. And, yeah. and that's the thing we were, you know, we were kind of talking about earlier is being able to do all these things in one place. So at Animal Kingdom, you can go on a safari. You can visit a zoo. Yeah. You can uh, be shrunk down to the size of a bug and see a 3D show that's yeah. all about bugs. You know, you can visit the world of Pandora. Um, which, you know, the newest way of water just came out that hopefully they're going to implement. Yeah, you can fly amazing. on the back of a banshee in wow. the Pandora land wow. and uh, you'd be on, go on a boat ride on Navi river journey and, and experience what it's like to be a Navi. So yeah, there, there's so much more. Yes. And there is. That so so I, I'm going to interject a personal question here. Yes. Oh, so you've been married. I, however long, and you've been doing this for a long, long time. Yeah. Do you think that this in some way has kept your marriage alive and fun because of this activity? Both. <laughs> it's been uh, aggravating. Yeah, it can be. But it, it, also, yeah. yeah. I think good. it's definitely uh, kept the spark alive for so long because, and, and thankfully we both absolutely love Disney. Love it. Um, yeah. But there can be a level, for example, our, our girls uh, last year, they decided they didn't want to be annual pass holders anymore. We burnt them out mm -hmm. on Disney. And there certainly is with anything you could experience burnout, you know, yeah. I mean, no matter what you're doing or where you're going. So for us, a lot of times it's been, you know, how do we alleviate that, that burnout? Because there are times where we think like, oh yeah, we got to go to Disney this weekend and we have to accomplish these things. So the work, um, life fun balance is a really tough one 
And, and I know that sounds weird because, you know, we get a lot of times where someone, oh, you're going to go to Disney again. That must be nice. And you're like, you know, it is nice. But at the same time, it is it is work. And we're working every minute that we're down there. Um, and, you know, there, there are you're a lot working. of times. And, and what do you mean when you say you're working? You're working because. Go ahead. Yeah, so we do um, we do a lot of uh, in park. We have a Patreon paid Patreon group called Wonderland Crew, where people can pay a monthly fee to get more access to us and when we're inside the parks. So we're live streaming to that group a lot of the times that we're in the parks. You know, we're we're taking. Uh, we almost sometimes don't eat a hot meal because we're taking photos of all the food to post to social media. You know, when it arrives at our table, we're live streaming us experiencing it for the first time. So it is one of those things where, you know, um, and, and we tr that's where we try and set times where we can say like, all right, you know, for example, I booked a, a staycation at our favorite resort, May 11th for a night. We're not going to go to the parks. It's just going to be Rhonda and I, and I'm going to do my very best to not do any work while we're there so that we can just have some time to ourselves because I think that's the hard, hardest part of it all. Well, right? And then the hardest part is to say that staycation, we sit down to dinner and we're like, oh crap, this thing <laughs> is new on the menu. Then what we do is we try it so we can share and let our listeners know that, oh, look, they have this new menu item and we tried it and it's really good. Yeah. So Now, do you include these, these live streams in your podcast? Although, I mean, because podcast is audio, but I mean, do you do a video podcast? No, we, um, I, I'm currently going back to messing with it. So for the most part, the two people you see sitting here are in a sense, all of mainstream magic and, and me most for production. So I do all the production. Mm -hmm. right. So I, I edit I all the episodes. Um, I, I, I prepare notes to do research for everything. Um, I then, you know, when we were trying to do videos on YouTube, I was filming everything. I was coming back. I was having to edit it. Uh, we're trying to start to look at doing some things for YouTube. Again, we started recording video of our podcast episodes that I'm working to cut into smaller segments to put on YouTube, to put out on, you know, Instagram and things like that. Um, we found it was hard to balance doing recorded video with the live streams because you're having to film multiple times. And we were literally eating cold food every single time we ate because we had so many steps. So now I'm starting to take the live streams and I download them and then I'm able to use those for a video portion Where that we can share go? with our social so, media. Do you see a live stream? Is it on Facebook? Is it on Yes. Yeah, so, so the current, um, the one that we do, we only currently do the live streams directly, like actually live from the parks to our Patreon group which has a private Facebook group. I so see. when they pay the monthly fee on, on Patreon, they get an email, uh, gives them the link, they join the group, and that's where we do it. Um, and then I'll take some of those segments and then share them basically publicly to our other social media. But we, we try to give that behind the scenes. Um, we actually do a monthly cooking show uh, live stream to our Patreon group from our house every month where we recreate Disney dishes. Um, we do like a, a mocktail right. recipe every month. Um, and then everybody knows that we're going to watch a movie that night together from afar. So everybody knows at 7 p.m. we're going to watch this movie, fire up Disney Plus, hit play, and then we'll have a chat thread going with all wow. of our, our Wonderland crew members. Um, and, so, and, uh, go ahead. I want to ask you well, about was, people join the Patreon group. Yeah. So what one thing that we really haven't talked about that is incredible is that, you know, uh, a, a large percentage of our best friends in the world right now came about because of Disney and because of this podcast. Um, we're, we're actually doing a, a Patreon Wonderland crew weekend next weekend. Uh, I think we've got a group of about 10 or so of us from all Amazing. around the country that are coming together to stay at Disney. Um, there's a concert series we're going to see. We have a restaurant booked for 10 of us for lunch on Friday. Um, and these are all people that we wouldn't know without the podcast or mm -hmm. Disney. And, you know, we, I mean, we have daily group chats through text messages again with people that, we met through here from all over the country. So that's, that's one of the things too, that I think, you know, makes this so special to us is, is sure. bringing people together. Um, we, we actually have two listeners. Uh, one lives in, in um, Boston. The other one lives out in California that became best friends. I mean, they're bestest of friends. They both listened to the podcast. They both joined our Facebook community, started chatting. And now from across the country, you know, they built this friendship. Yeah. So it's, well, Connection, really you're cool. creating connection. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we 
We need to close, but I, I want to ask you how people can join that group if they want to. Is that possible? And yeah. uh, give us all of your your handles, social media, and and all of the podcast information. Go ahead. Yeah, if you'd like to check out our Patreon group and everything uh, that there, it's a membership, it's a twelve dollar a month membership. Um, it gives you access to all these live streams, access to the home cooking show, the mocktail in a movie, um, a whole lot more. There's some actual uh, podcast episodes that we do specific to that group. You can go to wonderlandcrew.com. It'll lay it out. You can go ahead and join right from there. And every single dollar that comes through that goes back into the show. So that may mean that it's going to go into uh, us going to a restaurant that we hadn't done that we're going to review. Um, it goes into helping host. It goes into, again, production costs, everything like that. And then as far as social media goes, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find us at MainSTMagic. And you can find us out on the web at mainstmagic.com. Um, and if I can just mention one more thing that I know you you teed up in the original introduction, um, a year and a half ago, we started a partner with Give Kids the World, um, which is an organization in Central Florida that brings uh, critically ill children down for a week, and they get to experience uh, Give Kids the World, which is its own entire beautiful property that the, the families get to stay. They get to bring siblings and all. Uh, it actually has rides in a movie theater and salon. And then they get to visit any of the central For Florida theme parks from Disney to Universal Studios to SeaWorld. All of that's funded by Give Kids the World and the donations. So that's where we started this 16 ride challenge. Um, it's four rides in each of the four parks in one day, um, all to raise money for Give Kids the World. And we just finished, completed our second annual challenge in February. Um, over those two, we've raised over $21,000, which is about equivalent to three wishes. Um, so we've gotten to, to know some of the wonderful people over at Give Kids the World. And it was our way. We're very fortunate that we've done this for over five years and that we've been able to grow an audience that we finally knew that we could put that audience to really good use and, and help people. Um, and so once we got to that level, I mean, I said to Ron, I was like, I think we can finally do something charitable and we can really raise some money. So we're getting ready to announce uh, next year. It'll be in April of 2024. will be our third annual. And we about doubled in size as far as participants um, from year one into year two. We had a lot of people coming from all over the country to join us. I had about 15 teams doing the challenge. Um, and it was just, it was absolutely incredible. So uh, even, even in general, yeah, you can find that. So if you go to the uh, mainstmagic.com website, up on the top, you will see a Main Street 16, and you can go ahead and find out more there. Thank you both so much for being on this podcast. It was so much fun and inspirational. Stay on the line for a minute. All right. This wraps up our edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can find me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook. Uh, also, um, if you'd like to be part of my newsletter list and see all these fabulous guests I have on, Patricia, PatriciaRaskin.com. And if you'd like to do your own podcast and you've really been thinking about it, you want to get that positive message out, I've interviewed over 5,000 people in my career and can certainly help you. Again, Patricia, PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.